Job chapter 33. However, Job, please hear my speech and listen to all my words. See now, I have opened my mouth. My tongue has spoken in my mouth. My words will utter the uprightness of my heart. That which my lips know, they will speak sincerely. The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. If you can answer me, set your words in order before me and stand up. Behold, I am toward God, even as you are. I am also formed out of the clay. Behold, my terror will not make you afraid, neither will my pressure be heavy on you. Surely you have spoken in my hearing, and I have heard the voice of your words, saying, I am clean without disobedience. I am innocent, neither is there, any, is there iniquity in me. Behold, he finds occasions against me. He counts me for his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks. He marks all my paths. Behold, I will answer you. In this you are not just, for God is greater than man. Why do you strive against him? Because he doesn't give account of any of his matters. For God speaks once, yes, twice, though a man pays no attention. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, in slumbering on the bed, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide, man, hide pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. He is chastened also with pain on his bed, with continual strife in his bones, so that his life abhors bread and his soul dainty food. His flesh is so consumed away that it can't be seen. His bones that were not seen stick out. Yes, his soul draws near to the pit and his life to the destroyers. If there is beside him an angel, an interpreter, one among a thousand, to show a man what is right for him, then God is gracious to him and says, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh will be fresher than a child's. He returns to the days of his youth. He prays to God and he is favorable to him, so that he sees his faith with, face with joy. He restores to man his righteousness. He sings before men and says, I have sinned and per perverted that which was right, and it didn't profit me. He has redeemed my soul from going to the, into the pit. My life will see the light. Behold, God does all these things twice, yes, three times with a man to bring, him, to bring back his soul from the pit, that he may be enlightened with the light of the living. Mark well, Job, and listen to me. Hold your peace, and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify you. If not, listen to me. Hold your peace, and I will teach you wisdom. These are the comments for Job 33, and we're now into the second chapter of Elihu's big, long, six-chapter-long speech. And it's actually the longest speech in the book, the 18th speech. And uh, in the last chapter, which was the first chapter of his speech, he introduced himself, he, you know, he said he was young, he said he waited his time to speak, he gave the older, wiser people a chance to speak, but he said he was angry with them because they hadn't done a good job of explaining to Job what was wrong with him. So now he's going to have a go. <laughs> 
And uh, he says, Job, hear my speech. Listen to my words. Now, did you notice he said, Job, hear my speech? Listen to my words. One of the commentators said that to call Job, who was an older man by name, was rude. He actually says that he will not use titles. He will only call people by name. So he's obviously aware that it's not culturally normal to do that with an older person, but he explains, I'm not going to use titles, I'm just going to call you by your name. So at least it's not rude in the sense that he's being deliberately rude, he's doing it for a reason. He says to Job in verse 13, why do you strive against him? Because he doesn't give account of any of his matters. He says in verse 14, God speaks once, yet twice but no one pays attention. Verse 15, he says, God speaks in a dream, a vision of the night, when deaf, deep sleeps falls on men, slumbering in their beds. That's interesting. He's saying to Job, why are you striving with God, um, who doesn't have to give an account, and yet God speaks to you. God speaks to you in the night. Now, if you will remember, quite a few speeches ago, Job was saying, he was talking about how miserable his life was, and he was saying, you know, I have no peace in the daytime, life's so terrible, and he said, and then at night, the Lord, he says, I'm tormented by nightmares. <laughs> and here, Elihu says, the Lord speaks to you in the night, when deep sleep falls on men, slumbering in their beds. And that's so true. He keeps talking. He says that the Lord seeks to bring back his soul from the pit, that he may be enlightened with the light of the living. So God's purpose is to redeem, redemption. Now Elihu's got this point correct. Elihu says, he's saying that God speaks to you, God speaks to people, and they don't even realize, they don't pay attention. He speaks at night, they don't notice, but the Lord's purpose is to save the soul from the pit. I thought this was very interesting. Every single night, in the world, people sleep. And God is putting dreams. He's giving every single person dreams. Now, people don't remember their dreams a lot of the time, but it's because they don't pay them any attention. But the Lord is speaking to person after person, seeking to redeem them, to save their life from the pit. But Elihu says, people don't pay him any attention. That's very, very interesting. It's a profound thought that the Lord speaks to every single human being all the time, but we don't notice. You know, right now as I'm sitting here, there are radio waves and television waves going through the air. There are, and if, I, you know, this television that's right behind me on the screen, if I was to hook up an aerial to it, all of a sudden pictures would appear on the screen. The picture that's on the screen just comes from a computer that's over there. But if we were to connect it to an antenna, you would see moving pictures that are flowing through the air. They're all around me. Now, we don't know what they are. We don't pay them any attention. We, if we wanted to know what they are, we could figure them out. And Elihu is saying that the Lord is speaking all the time, every night in dreams, the Lord's speaking to people to save their lives, and yet people pay no attention. In verse 33... He says to Job, listen to me, hold your peace, and I will teach you wisdom. So we had way back in the earlier chapters of Job, the friends of Job said to him they would teach him wisdom. In Job chapter 27, or is it 28? 
think it was Job chapter 28, we had the Ode to Wisdom, where Job said to his three friends, I will teach you wisdom. And we had that great chapter all about how you find wisdom. But now in chapter, in chapter 33, verse 33, now Elihu says to Job, I will teach you wisdom. <laughs> Everyone's trying to teach each other wisdom. In the end, the Lord just appears. In, uh, we're going to get to him in Job chapter 38, and he's just going to sort it all out. And I'm looking forward to getting to chapter 38. Heavenly Father, my prayer would be that you would teach us wisdom. Lord, here all these people trying to teach each other things. They were trying to teach each other what was right and what was wrong. Lord, let your wisdom and let your mind be in our hearts, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.